Welcome to Inevitable Wealth from Liberty One Wealth Advisors, a conversation around financial decision-making and events around the globe. In the age of instant information, level heads can be hard to find. Our hosts, Julian D. Leonardo and Jackie Petit-Home, provide objective and relevant insights to help you parse the data and block out the noise as you build your wealth. As managing partners of Liberty One Wealth Advisors, Julian and Jackie look to empower you to develop an increased understanding of financial markets and how they impact you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode three of the Inevitable Wealth podcast. Uh, We are going to try to clear some air about some recent topics and misleading headlines uh, that will come across uh, your desk, your tablets, your phones, probably pretty frequently. Uh, But before, I'm Jackie Petitholm. I'm here with Julian DeLeonardo. Julian, how are you doing today? Good morning. Good morning. Good afternoon. Thank you, everyone, for joining us uh, today. Very straightforward, right? You've heard a lot about the debt ceiling. It's all over the news. Uh, Wall Street Journal, CNBC, whatever your preferred method is. Uh, and today we just want to talk about, is it time to prepare your portfolio for a U.S. government default? Uh, so, Jackie, w- what's happening now? Can you break it down for us? Yep. So uh, for those who are not aware, Uncle Sam uh, borrows money to pay his bills, right? So Social Security, payments for federal employees, um, and what used to be a routine act by Congress, uh, they would vote. They say, hey, we need to borrow more money. We'll raise the debt ceiling, and they'll vote on it, and they'll raise it to the amount that they seemed appropriate. However, uh, increasingly, uh, as this act uh, would happen, basically, it became more of a game, a dance, right? Uh, You know, Republicans and Democrats would try to use this as an opportunity to slide things into the bill because, as usual, they'll wait until last minute to get it passed. Um, So now, currently, uh, we have this thing going on between you know, the left and right sides of the aisle, right? Uh, Biden wants to pass it with no, uh, you know, strings attached. Republicans want to, you know, put federal spending cuts and restrictions on future spending. Um, So, yeah, so they've been kind of going back and forth uh, for a while now, and uh, they're they're still in talks now. (laughs) Would you say it's, is it close to being resolved? Would what have you seen? So there's, it's been back and forth, I'd say. It's been up and down seesaw. Um, there was a lot of good posturing uh, earlier in the week. And then uh, it seemed like things were being productive. And then all of a sudden it was not productive, right? Um, each side basically raised how serious the others were, uh, the other side was, but they still, you know, remain opposed on some some pretty significant differences. So it's putting them at odds. And, uh, you know, everyone, of course, disagrees what should be in the budget, what shouldn't be. So then, you know, now we've got Biden and McCarthy going back and forth and trying to figure it out. Um, but yeah, you, you know, 
I don't know. Like, what, what's your take, Julian? Like, do you think <laughs> with what they're saying, you think they're going to, you know, figure it out before the, uh, what do they call it? The X, X date, the, the date. I that, think, it, uh, yeah. Yeah. It does, it does get exhausting for, for regular folks, right. Who are following along uh, as every politician tries to score political points and they all love to get a little soundbite in. Um, what really grinds my gears is when they compare it to a household, right. They're like uh, that, that, essentially the U.S. government has money go in, money go out, but the U.S. government is not like a household, right? It, it prints its own money and its lifetime is infinite, right? Whereas uh, for most of us, right, we're focused on, you know, monthly bills, maybe uh, weekly saving, annual saving, whatever it may be, but our time period is very, very different. Uh, so that's my first thought, right, is that those sound bites get exhausting as they go through it. I think we've been reading a lot of research on our side uh, and, and for reference, since 1960, Congress has acted 78 times to raise, extend, or review the debt limit. Long-term, we're not expecting this to have material impact right on the market. It's always gonna happen uh, where they start this political posturing and go back and forth, um, but it's not the first time. It always feels like the first time the narrative takes over and if it feels like either the first time or the last time, right, where uh, it's going to be so bad that it's, you know, the whole thing's going to crumble. Um, but we will get through it just like we've gone through all the other news this year, last year, COVID, right? Everything comes up every couple of years as we go through it. Uh, I also have been reading a little bit from Cullen Roche, notable CIO at, at one of the funds we follow. And what he said is that there are even more tools available, right, to the present and the Fed to work around this, right? Uh, specifically, right, he noted the 14th Amendment, which essentially makes it illegal for the US government to default, right? And once we're on the verge of defaulting, they have uh, additional avenues such as, you know, essentially printing more money, right? To offset, right, any, any debt limit that they would run into. So it's not the ideal scenario, but there are other avenues and it's not something that we foresee happening uh in your perspective what what have you seen what what's the timeline for this going forward so i keep hearing in the news that you know uh it's like june 1st right and i think i think it was just uh the way a lot of our minds work we we break down the year into these very cold you know months right june 1st is when everything's going to go off the rails but it really isn't June 1st. I believe, you know, they're mentioned of like they're targeting to get it done by June. But if June 1st, because I just want to say this because, you know, I, there have been folks that have asked me this question. Oh, if June 1st comes, they don't have an agreement. You know, is the sky basically going to fall? <laughs> um, and, you know, probably not. Most likely not. Um, the, like you just said, Julian, it's impossible. It's, it's illegal to default. Um, so, for me, I think it's 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 going to happen like the last times. I remember uh, 2011. You know, they they got it. You know, right in the 11th hour. So I think it's it's a lot of noise. It's a lot of posturing. I think, of course, we're going to see probably like we saw a little bit yesterday, a little bit of that volatility, right? Because uncertainty uh, makes folks scared. Um, but as far as the timeline. I, I I hope and I'm pretty uh, confident that both sides of the aisle 
have an aligned interest in actually getting this done. So uh, whether I know everyone in the, the House and Senate wants to win, right, which is the worst way to want to run the country, <laughs> but hopefully they'll they'll compromise and get this done. So we as a nation can move on, right? Um, if there's anything that's true about the U.S. government, it's that they wait until the last second to do anything impactful, right? Nothing can be proactive done ahead of time. Uh, another reason it's not like a household, right? Because they effectively do most things wrong until the last possible moment. Um, but in this case, right, I think, you know, June 1st, like we, like you mentioned, is not a, a hard deadline. Uh, so that's important for people to note as they're watching the news uh, and, and whatever they're seeing it's going to be portrayed like, you know, we hit June 1st and if it's not solved, there's a problem. Uh, but there's nothing in place that, that makes that accurate, right. Other than the media narrative. So, uh, there is more time than that. It may be a week. Uh, you know, you're not quite sure, uh, what the specifics are, uh, but it is not, not a hard deadline as far as things go. Yeah. So what, Good. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so I was just thinking, you know, what what should what should you know people be doing on on at least the the short term and then the long term? Like what? So we see the debt ceiling. I'm sure I, I'm a little bit tired of seeing it. Right. I fi- I wish they could just figure it out so we can move on. But the the families we serve and everyone out there who's thinking about you know their own you know, financial situation on the short term, Julian, what do you think folks should be doing? I, I think very straightforward. And I was talking to one of the business owners that, that we work with uh, yesterday and speaking to him, I, I was noting, you know, it can be a great buying opportunity. Should there be any volatility? Because much like we said earlier, this will likely go down to the wire, right? Uh, at that point, you'll see maybe a dip in the market, could be, you know, 5% or so, could be a little more, you know, who knows, um, should it go to that exact wire. But uh, it can be a good opportunity, buying opportunity. And what we've seen is is in, in doing our research and one other individual that I follow closely, Jeremy Siegel, uh, specifically said, there is zero chance the debt issue will not get resolved, even though there will be posturing and debate right up to the last minute before timelines are extended or the debt limit is raised. Uh, so this is something that he's seen. This is something that we've seen uh, and we fully expect it to get resolved. It's just going to be that game of chicken up until that point. Uh, in your experience, so, so what if, right, Jackie, doomsday scenario that, that uh, when you turn on the TV, they want you to start thinking about what, what would you see happening in that situation? So, um, and I think, uh, we saw it a little bit in 2011, right? We saw uh, parks, right? National parks close. Federal uh, employees don't get their payments. Social security, which is a big one, right? There's a large uh, uh, proportion of individuals that live in this country that rely solely on social security. Those payments would be impacted. Uh, you know, U.S. treasuries, right? So, you know, the, the essential risk-free rate is, is tied to, you know, federal government borrowing money, right? Like that's almost, it'll impact really the world, right? Um, so a downgrade to Uncle Sam's credit score basically probably wouldn't <laughs> fare well for us uh, over the long term. 
Um, and also it likely like a drop in GDP or, you know, a recession. Recession has been the word of the day for the last going on 18 months now. Um, of course, we'll see volatility like we've talked about. So this, the defaulting would also, would, will permeate through a lot of different things, but, um, you know, a lot of the individuals we follow that, you know, the economists, Jeremy Siegel, like you mentioned, there's, there's a high degree of confidence that there, we're, we're not going to default, right? We've seen this, uh, what was that number, Julian? 78 times, right? Um, 78 times, yep. 78 times. So uh, 79th time comes, it's going to be the last minute and they're going to basically get it, get it done. Um, it's almost like the, the politicians are like college students, like they know, right? Like at the last debt ceiling raise, <laughs> they knew this day was coming, right? We've and all now been there. here we yep. are. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but, uh, and, and that's just the short term. So short term, we've been telling a lot of the founders we serve just to sit tight, right? Enjoy the day. You know, don't, don't panic. Um, you know, don't uh, ruin your Memorial Day weekend with family and friends if you're traveling. Uh, but what about long term, right? You know, because this, it's very likely they're just going to kick the ball down the road. It's not going to go away. So, Julian, what should we be looking at or what should we be preparing for over the long term? Yeah, like, like you mentioned, I think short term, sit tight. Uh, you don't you don't mess with the you know reputation of the U.S., right? They they it's backed by the full faith and credit of the United States government uh, and thus should be resolved, uh, not necessarily seamlessly, but in time. Uh, long term, it's always in our view, right, a healthy reminder to continue to diversify your future tax rates, uh, right? Because the, the deficit, when we talk about it, it's not like a household, uh, but right now tax rates are, are historic lows, right? And that can mean it's a good opportunity to incorporate Roth conversions, uh, backdoor Roth contributions, different tools to diversify your tax base. Uh, because a lot of individuals, right, you hear a lot about asset allocation, right? You hear that uh, essentially whenever you're reading any research. One thing that, that we focus specifically on uh, often is, is asset location, right? Where are your assets? Are they in an IRA? Are they in a Roth? Or are they in a taxable brokerage account? And how are you optimizing each account and continuing to diversify your future tax rates so that you can be more flexible, right? You have more optionality down the line. Uh, is there anything to add to that? Uh, yeah, I would. I would add. Um, you know, we're recording this on on Wednesday, right before Memorial Day. So have a good Memorial Day weekend. Turn off the TV. Uh, don't think about uh, Speaker McCarthy or uh, Uncle Joe Biden. Enjoy the lake, beach, or wherever you're going. Um, and focus on anything uh, other than the inefficiencies of our wonderful U.S. government, um, because uh, they'll they'll figure it out. <laughs> Essentially, <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, I mean, nothing like that. You know, don't want to circle here, but you know, thank you for ever listening. Uh, if uh, I do want to say, there have been in folks sending us questions or things to talk about. So thank you for that. We'll try to implement um, talking about those topics over the next few episodes. Um, and yeah, that's all. Julian, anything? No, that's it. Um, thanks, everybody, for joining us. I hope you have a great holiday weekend uh, and stay safe.
Liberty One Wealth Advisors is a registered investment advisory firm located in the state of Pennsylvania. Any options expressed are derived from sources generally believed to be reliable and are provided for informational purposes only. It does not constitute any form of advice or recommendation to buy or sell any securities, adopt any investment strategy discussed, or invest in any specific product. Nothing contained in this podcast constitutes investment, legal, tax, or other advice, and is not to be relied on in making an investment or other decisions.